What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Can you help? Can you help me? Can you help? Can you help? Can you help me? Can you help? Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Self Helpless Podcast. I'm Delaney Fisher, and we have such a fun guest today. Michelle Martinez is here. Michelle is a certified career wedding planner with 20 years in the industry and the host of the Big Wedding Planning Podcast. And during this episode, Michelle answers all of our burning wedding planning questions, everything from her favorite tips for narrowing down your guest list. Now, this is a huge pain point for most couples, some simple ways that you can cut down on wedding costs, what to do if somebody is being particularly difficult about your wedding, whether it's family members' opinions, or maybe there's somebody that you don't want to invite that other people feel very strongly about in the opposing direction. Um, she also gives some great tips and advice for anybody who is struggling with post-wedding blues or any kind of wedding regret or anxiety um, and just everything in between. She has hot tips for if you're planning a wedding at somebody's house versus a third-party venue. And honestly, the practical advice in this episode can be applied to any event that you might be planning in your life. And it's also just great life advice too when it comes to prioritizing the things that are important to you and setting boundaries and taking care of your mental health. So before we get into the episode, I am so curious, are you an entrepreneur, a business owner, independent contractor, um, service provider who is just craving simplicity in your business? I would love to have you over at delaneyfisher.com. I have a free private podcast called Aficionado, the Minimalist Business Podcast, all about how to start and scale a minimalist business. So if you want more free time, more revenue, just more joy infused into your business, I have resources for you that are completely free, um, whether you've just started your business or you've been in business for years. So check it out at delaneyfisher.com. 
if it uh, strikes your fancy. All right, here we go, everybody. Here is Michelle Martinez. Michelle, thank you so much for being here. Very excited to have you on and be talking about this topic. Uh, I'm very excited to be on the show and talking to your amazing audience. Yes. I feel like, I feel like such a, like, uh, this is a big deal. You're, you've got, <laughs> you've got way more listeners than I do. Oh, well, we are happy to have you. And we have never de dedicated a full episode to wedding tips and hacks and just setting what? boundaries around it, <laughs> event planning, prioritizing. So this is much needed, much overdue. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, before we get into the bazillion questions I have for you, um, do you have a favorite or least favorite quote that you would like to share? I do. I have a, a, a favorite quote I've been using since I was in middle school. It's from one of my favorite movies at all time. Um, the quote is, enough about me. Let's talk about you. What do you think of me? <laughs> that's, and the it's just, quote. <laughs> and that's it. This is not, I'm not going to teach you a life lesson with that quote. I think it's just funny. I think you could use it at a party. You know what I mean? Um, should a podcaster be using that? Probably not. But it's from the movie Beaches, and it was C.C. Bloom's line, uh, who was played by Bette Midler, who I think is like, oh you know, God. a goddess, like yeah. amazing woman. Oh, I love it. What was it yeah. again? Enough about, about, enough about me. What about you? What do you think about me? <laughs> enough about me. Let's talk about you. What do you think about me? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's a good one. It's like a beautiful time, like at a cocktail party, like, you know what my favorite quote is? And then just get everybody gathered around yeah. and say it. Love yeah. it. So let's get into all this juiciness. Um, mm -hmm. You don't mind starting off with what are some of your favorite tips for narrowing down a guest list for a wedding? I feel like this seems to be one of the biggest pain points people have when it comes to wedding planning, AKA. It is. It is such a big pain point. We get questions about it all the time from listeners. Um, and so it's interesting because, okay, first of all, you know, Maria Kondo, right? Like yes, show on Netflix, had a book a few years back. Like I fold my clothes. I like Maria Kondo in my life. Right. Yes. But, um, we always say like, think about your, use the Maria Kondo method for your guest list. If the person doesn't bring you joy, <laughs> put them off the list. You don't, you don't right. need to be inviting that person. Right. So I've said that a lot and we say it in our masterclass and it's something Christy and I, when Christy was with me on the podcast, we'd say it all the time. It's just like, if you're walking down the street, you turn the corner and you saw that person that you're wondering, and would you a be like, Oh, I'm so like hug that person B think, can I get out of here? Can I run away without him seeing me or C be like, mm, hi, how are you? And kind of just like be really uncomfortable the whole time. Right. Like do you want that person at your wedding? You don't have to. You don't have to invite everybody. And if your parents say you have to, or you know, your sibling, your sister is like, I cannot believe you did not invite my best friend. You know, you don't have to. Oh my God, I love that. Marie Kondo, your wedding guest list. That's amazing. Do they spark joy? If not, see you later. Yeah. What about those instances where, like, let's say that there's a group of friends or something and most of the people spark joy, but maybe there's one or two that do not, but they're all mm, kind of expecting to get invited. How do you kind of deal with that situation, whether you invite them or the backlash of not inviting them? Yeah, there's these one-off cases, right? And they, and they really are dependent on the 
you know, the scenario, right? The, the, the end of your, you as an individual, if that person is someone who maybe in the friend group, you're like, I don't understand why we hang out with her all the time. I know she's Kelsey's friend since childhood, but she's like <laughs> incredibly offensive to everybody. Like I don't like her and her and I never hang out on our own. So, but, but would you feel like a total asshole for not inviting her? Um, and if you invited her, would it ruin your day? Probably not. You know what I mean? Like, would it make the other friends happy? Yeah. Like if you're going to hang out with them on a consistent basis, including that person, then you probably should. Right. Yeah. But I've also had people who are like, my, my uncle is, is a person who I've never wanted to be around. He, he, he's, uh, you know, he's been in jail. He's, you know, um, or he, you know, molested my, somebody in my family. I've heard this scenario before, by the way, in my family, yeah. but my dad is like, you know, ride or die with his family and really wants me to invite him. And he literally turns my stomach when I see him oh, and wow. I don't want to invite him, you know? And it's like, you know what? You have the permission not to invite him. Like, I don't, it's so what if it's your family? That's a, just because they're your family. Like we don't get to choose our families, right? We were born into families. But that doesn't mean those people are automatically good people that you would want to hang out with. So, I mean, you know, don't invite that uncle. Oh, absolutely. Wow. That that question that you asked, like, if I invited this person, would it ruin my day? That feels like such a good compass if you are mm -hmm. in those those terrible or those those tough situations. What what a great example of like, OK, one, the friend group probably wouldn't ruin the day. Just they're kind of an annoyance maybe, but that, that other, you know, that uncle example, yes, a thousand percent would ruin my day. My totally. stomach is like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, what I'm so curious to know, what is something important people often forget about while wedding planning that they should absolutely prioritize? Well, um, so I think something that people forget about or really don't even realize at the very beginning, before you start picking up the phone, before you start doing research online is to figure out your priorities as a couple. And I know, I mean, you've, you just got married. Congratulations. Yeah. And I know at some point when doing your research, you've probably heard this like priorities, priorities. Um, I think some people think of that as wallpaper and ignore it, but it's really so important because when you figure out your priorities, both as individuals and then as a couple, that literally dictates the entire wedding planning process from what you start to attack first on your wedding planning timeline to your budget, which is actually your priorities should directly affect your budget because we find all these like free downloadables online. Like here's your budget spreadsheet. You're welcome. And you're like, Oh, cool. I'll use this, but it's so frigging generic. And when I work with my clients, we figure out priorities first and foremost, before we talk about design, all the pretty and fun things, I literally will sit them down one by one, like not together in a room, but rather oh, separate nice. because I don't want one influencing the other's answers. Yes. Yeah. And we'll go over every line item and be like scale of one to 10. Like how important is this to you? And then like, if, you know, invitations are like a one, but like, um, lighting is a 10, then I'll actually pull a little money from the budget line item 
from invitations and I'll put it into the lighting line item. So I think people forget to actually prioritize everything and then use that as almost like maybe the Bible or whatever it is as they are planning for the year. Oh my gosh. That's so smart. Yeah. It fe- I feel like, you know, um, you know, a lot of my friends have been through weddings and all that stuff. And there can be this kind of urgency about all the things like from start to finish, everything is equally as important when you really yeah. get down to it. That's just not true. You know, some people like having floral arrangements is a big priority and some people do not have them at all. It's like, so that makes a lot of sense that step number one is just figuring, figuring that out. And if you have a fantastic wedding planner, they will separate you two. <laughs> separate. I'm going to separate you separate. two. Don't you look at him. Don't you make him say 10 to friggin' flowers. Um, I was going to, if it's okay, I just actually put together uh, a little free PDF for couples starting the wedding planning journey. I'm happy to offer it to your, yeah, to your audience. Absolutely. Go for it. Where can I um, yeah, it's the big wedding planning podcast.com slash priorities. And then you'll you'll see where you can t- it's a PDF. It's the same one I use for my clients, the big wedding planning podcast.com slash priorities. And then you'll get that. It's so oh, important. Perfect. Even if you've already started planning, like you can still like it's never too late to sit down and do this oh. and like check in with yourself. Yes. Oh no, I love that. Thank you for doing that. That's awesome. Um, what are some simple ways people can cut down on wedding costs if they're really having a hard time and they seem like they're over budget, but what's, what can they do? Well, there's some, there's some simple way. Well, and not so simple. Well, first I want to say this, this is something I've, I've decided to start saying. I think that people spend a lot of time researching ways to cut budgets, right? Researching ways to save money. And while it's a budget, like a wedding without a budget is like, opens up a whole can of worms. Like I totally 100% understand being on a budget. But if you're spending your time searching for DIYs or ways to cut your budget, you're probably wasting a lot of time. And so I would say this, don't just automatically go to, DIYing something because it oftentimes and en- makes you end up spending more money unless you got all the time in the world. You know what I mean? Like go for it. But um, a couple of the things are like having your wedding on a weekday, right? That's kind of not a little thing. It's kind of a big thing, but if you plan it out in advance, your guests will be cool with it. They'll be like, all right, I'll take off a day of work. Like I'll make a three day weekend out about it, out of it. Why not? Um, Another thing is like skip the print materials. Like you don't need to be printing things, even invitations. Like you don't need to print invitations. There is Evite, there's paperless posts. I think even Zola might have a digital one now, like, or a friggin' QR code. And they have that for everything. And they put that on the refrigerator. Everybody knows QR codes. Now we've all been using them at every friggin' restaurant <laughs> since the pandemic. Like yeah. QR codes can be the way you just like put it on the save the date and tell them literally save this because this is going to have everything on it, including, you know, the link to, to RSVP at some point. So that's another way to save money. Yeah. Um, using greens instead of florals, like plants, although, although a lot of places are starting to catch on now and, and making plants more expensive, but I guess that's one way you can kind of DIY yourself. Like you could just buy plants. I love plants. I have plants all over my house. I can see you do too. Yes. Love a good plant. 
absolutely. Yes. Um, I also think family style service is such a great compromise over um, course plated, you know, uh, dinner and between buffet, because when you have a three or four course dinner, you actually require more staffing for your catering from your catering company. And what's the most expensive is staffing and rentals. It's really not the food. The food's not so expensive. So if you go or decide to do family style, which people love anyway, you know, it's going to help you save some money, um, on the catering bill. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Those are so good. I totally, uh, just went to Trader Joe's to get my flowers. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Instead of doing florals. I mean, I spent like less than $30 and I had my bouquet. We had the flower petals for like the flower people for down the aisle. We had a, you know, a bouquet on a table and I was like, this is perfect. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's, that's so like right on. And that was super helpful for us. And we did the evites and stuff like that, um, to, to kind of, you know, not and saving money too, but just kind of like for us, it was reducing a lot of stress to kind of keep things like simple and like minimal in that way. But yeah, such a great, such a great um, tip for the catering stuff and where the cost is actually coming from and not really the food, but all the staffing and rentals that makes so much sense. Yeah. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. What seems to cause the most stress for couples who are planning a wedding and what can they do to to relieve that? Maybe like you said, it's different priorities or the budget, but is there anything else like underlying that seems to stress people out? I mean, weddings bring things to the surface that we otherwise kind of like ignore. Um, And it's, it's really interesting and people don't really notice this until they start planning And then family dynamics, just like they come out, man. And so I would say the number one source of stress is, is family related. Um, Whether it's mom, you know, um, or parents saying, I am so happy. I've been saving this money for your wedding for many, many years, sweetheart, but it comes with my opinions or my requirements. Right. Um, also, I was just talking to, to uh, a girl here. I, I'm at WeWork in New York right now. I'm traveling and I got this, this room and she's like, oh, you have a wedding podcast? I said, yeah. She goes, oh, I'm going to be a maid of honor next year. She's like, it's my first time. Like any tips? And I'm like, um, just be her frigging ride or die. Like <laughs> I always tell people, choose your wedding party the people that you choose to have in your wedding party, right. Maid of honor, best man, or, you know, best woman or best person, whatever, whoever they are, 
if you had the worst day in your life and you had those people with you, would they be good in that situation? Like, you know, like, would you want to be around these? Not that your wedding's going to be the worst day in your life, but (laughs) that's not what I'm saying, by the way. (laughs) But there's so much shit that happens and you're automatically like, you know, you're kind of stressed out. I mean, you just went through this. You're, 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 what is, uh, your senses are heightened. You know, you might be sweating all of a sudden you might have all of a sudden some weird, like anxiety that you've never had before. You know, if you're a cousin who you don't really get along with, but your mom told you, you had to have her as your friggin' bridesmaid was in the God room with you. Would you be like, (laughs) Oh my God, she's driving me up a fucking wall right now. Like I cannot deal with her. Right. Yes. So like your wedding party needs to be ride or die. So they are a huge, this is, I get people writing to me all the time. My, my maid of honor, I want to fire my bridesmaid, you know? Oh, wow. Um, and the other thing is if you don't see a therapist now on a regular basis, while you're wedding planning, seriously, maybe just once a month, like start seeing a therapist because nobody cares about your wedding as much as you do. Right. Period. And that might bother you. And you might not realize that's what's bothering you, but it's true. Um, I might care about your wedding as much as you do because I'm (laughs) I'm nuts. Like I love weddings. I mean, I've been doing this almost six years, but like, and a wedding planner for 20 years, but I always, uh, advise couples to start seeing a therapist and take wedding planning breaks because you and your partner should not only identify as somebody planning a wedding, like you still have, you know, like try to get through a dinner without talking about the wedding. Right. Um, so yeah, uh, I think I answered your question and then added on a thousand percent. No, I love that. It's such, it's so true. Like, does this, is would this person add stress to a a stressful situation or would they relieve stress in a, uh, in a situation that becomes stressful? That is such a great, that is such a great way to think about that day. Um, because I feel like, um, there, there is so much like pressure and obligation sometimes around wedding planning to make everybody else happy when it should be the things, you know, you're doing the things that make you really happy. And um, yeah, no, I th- I think that is great and makes a lot of sense. What traditions are you noticing less and less of during people's like maybe, whether it's a ce- the ceremony reception, anything kind of as a whole, and what are they opting to do instead? Do you notice any like trends or patterns that are kind of coming up? For ceremonies and reception? Yeah, yeah. Or just like anything that kind of comes to your mind that people are kind of phasing out of. Um, a lot of couples are choosing not to have a public ceremony. Um, to to get married, maybe just with them and their immediate families, go to the courthouse, um, and not do the whole, you know, walking down the aisle in front of a hundred people. Yeah. So I'm seeing that a lot more lately. Um, I'd seen it once in a while in the past 20 years I've been doing this, but ever since pandemic, for some reason, um, I'm seeing a lot of A, private ceremonies and B, micro weddings. Like it's just a trend. And I used to love micro weddings when it would happen when I was doing, you know, back in the day before pandemic, like whenever I'd have a client be like, yeah, we're only gonna have 35 guests. I'd be like, oh, 
yes, like we could do so many amazing things visually, like you're going to be able to really connect with every person at your wedding. Um, so I'm seeing a lot of private ceremonies. I'm seeing a lot more micro weddings and it's not, now it's not just because of pandemic, but just because people are choosing to have their only the most important people to them at the wedding. Yeah. Um, I'm also seeing a lot of reception style, um, receptions, meaning no sit down dinner, but rather this is my favorite food too. So I love this trend. Um, just like bites, like past bites, like bar food or like, you know, like sliders, um, sushi, um, all kinds of deliciousness in small bite size being passed throughout the evening and cocktails, 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 and dancing. Oh, that's cool. Very yeah. cool. So just like a never ending cocktail hour. And exactly. <laughs> that's really, yeah. Cool. What a fun, yeah, that's a really fun way to do it. I didn't even think and, you know, toasts like happen, you know, they can happen throughout the evening. You know what I mean? Right. Like those are those little micro events that you can incorporate in to give the DJ or the band a break. And, um, and then, you know, it's kind of fun. So yeah, those Very are, that's, cool. those are two I love. That's really, and people just kind of like sit wherever they want, or there's like different tables and they just like, yeah, they'll grab a grab an yeah. order, go take a seat or stand or whatever. There's just yeah, you can get super creative with your floor plan. You can have some high boys, right? So there's standing space with table space, some low tables with chairs, some lounge furniture, um, little stations of food mixed throughout being replenished. Yeah. Um, it's super, I love it. Oh, that's awesome. I've also seen a lot of like food trucks happening too, like popping up food trucks. I think that's really fun too. seems really yeah. simple. Um, Okay. So what kind of back to, you know, people who can make things stressful, what can people do if someone or multiple people in their lives is making the wedding planning process really difficult, whether they're being critical or controlling, or they're trying to make it about themselves, any words of wisdom with something like that? I mean, look, there, this is, this is, you get, you have to have the uncomfortable conversation. Yeah. And the first thing you need to do is just check in with yourself and make sure that you're not, because I've, I've also had to talk to uh, brides and grooms, mostly brides though, and say, okay, I, I need to, we need to have like a come to Jesus moment here or whatever, whatever, whoever you pray to, if you pray, come to me moment. Right. Um, you're, you're, you, you want people to make things about you right now. And, and not everything is about your wedding, right? So just check in with yourself first and make sure it's not you. It probably isn't because people are annoying, but just make sure you're not being that type of person that, you know, everything should be about your wedding. Um, but if people are being judgy, like I had this, this, uh, woman write to me and say, I found the wedding dress of my dreams. I, I put it on. I cried. I feel like a freaking model. Like, I feel like I look amazing in this dress. Yeah. But my mom hates it. And she saw it on me and literally made me cry because she was so mean because the dress is pink. It's like a blush pink. And her mom is like, what is wrong with you? Like, that is not appropriate. You know, like totally messed with her. And then I think it was like her aunt or something was like said the same thing and told the fiance about the dress. And she didn't want him to know about the dress. Like she wanted it to be a surprise. So I was like, first of all, that's fucked up. You know, that's not okay. And if you feel 
like a goddess in that dress, that's the dress you're wearing. So you need to talk to your mom and be like, "Uh uh-uh, this is not cool. You have to stop. I'm not okay with this. You've really upsetting me and you can leave your comments to yourself. You have to have these uncomfortable conversations with people. This is exactly why I say, go start seeing a therapist while you're wedding planning because shit like this pops up. You need help like dealing with it and you need to be kind of like almost coached into having these difficult conversations with people and you got to nip it in the butt, like off the bat, because they'll just keep going, you know? Right. What do you think is happening? Like when, you know, let's say that family members or anybody who might be uh, throwing opinions out there or like having kind of strings attached with things. What do you, why do you think they are doing that? Especially if they've had weddings themselves or whatever it might be. Why do you think that is such a pattern in in so many people's events? I think people, I mean, I think, and I know because I've seen it over the past 20 years that people, there's an element of jealousy that comes. Um, And I was just telling that girl at the front desk, who's going to be a maid of honor. I said, you know, I've heard so much from brides who have really been hurt by their maids of honor because maybe you're of a certain age and your best friend's getting married and you don't even have a partner or, you know what I mean? Like someone and you feel lonely, you know what I mean? Like, I think that when the light is being shed on someone close to you, if you're not the kind of person that's okay with that, and a lot of us aren't, then it's uncomfortable. It's weird. It's odd. It's strange. And I don't know. I feel like jealousy comes out. I feel like sometimes people get mean. Maybe they're not normally like that, you know? So I'm saying like weddings bring out the crazy man. And they, yeah. it is, I mean, it's true. It really does. They do. Yeah. I don't, did you experience anything like that when you were planning? Yeah. We were very, no, we were very lucky. Honestly, you know, my husband and I, (laughs) it's so funny. We talked, we were kind of sharing like, you know, sometimes when you're wedding planning, you, uh, some people feel like, you know, this is the most important thing in their life. And they're having a hard time separating that it's not the most important thing in somebody else's life right now. And I felt like we were the opposite where we almost like should have prioritized our wedding stuff more than we did Mm -hmm. because it just wasn't the most important thing in our life. Like we had, we moved, we got a puppy, we were working, like we were celebrating business stuff and promotions and decorating our house where our wedding was like, we're, we're excited and we're looking forward to it, but it did not consume our life. And then certain things did not go as planned because I think we did not prioritize the wedding day in a sense where we should have had a wedding planner and we only had a day of coordinator. Like those things were like, oh shit, we probably should have spent more energy on this because we didn't realize some of our priorities until after the event. Yeah. And so that was so interesting because I felt like we were super relaxed about everything, which made everybody else kind of relaxed about stuff. But then I was not planning on experiencing like some of the post-wedding anxiety and almost mm. regret that I did. Oh, interesting. Like, Shit, I didn't, didn't think I was this person. I was so, we had eloped a year before and that was so casual and so easy. It was just me and him. I was barefoot in the backyard. We had an officiant and a photographer and that was it. It was like an hour. And then we just celebrated the whole day to, with each other. So we were going into the wedding, like this is no pressure. We're already married. It's a big party, like all that stuff. But then there was just certain things like that I had envisioned that, you know, didn't happen. And even though we kind of communicated things, they fell through the cracks. And I was like, wow, I, I'm surprised 
that certain things are bothering me because it was such an opposite <laughs> experience. Yeah. So that's kind of what happened to us is like, we were the relaxed couple. And then I think I kind of realized like, oh shit, maybe I should have spent a little more time on thinking about our big day than I did. Do you, do, do you feel like maybe like, are you regretting that? Like, did I not get the full experience of this once in a lifetime planning journey? Did I not pay enough attention to it? I think a lot of like, I think there was certain stuff as far as like the decor and like the food things, like some things were just kind of not done the way that we communicated. And like, yeah, if we had some, if we had a wedding planner, I think we would have just had, these are their priorities. This is what we want. And I think it would have come to fruition really simply. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, we didn't do that. Like we were kind of thinking how to keep things so simple to Mm -hmm. where we almost was like, oh shit, I think we should have still had somebody who helped us. (laughs) Even though I was like, oh, I realized, oh, even a simple wedding is a lot of things. Absolutely. You know, you live, you learn. It was great. I think my biggest regret, and maybe you can speak to this, Michelle, um, I got way drunker than I planned at my wedding. <laughs> I got freaking hammered. Like, so like drunker. I haven't been that drunk since I was like in college, like 22. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I went into the night thinking I'm going to have a few drinks. I'm going to have a nice little buzz so I can be present with everybody. And I can take all the photos and see all the people and have all the snacks. And then I just the open bar opened and it, that was it. I don't know what Did happened. you get drunk early on? I was pretty much drunk after, once this reception started, the toasts were done, the roast was done, all the things, dinner was over. I was pretty drunk already at that point. Oh, so shit. I remember I remember the first half of the evening very well. Second half, very blurry. <laughs> I just woke up with so much like anxiety. And- oh, sure. Like, what did I say? What did I do? Exactly. And rumination over things. And I'm like, oh my God, I did not expect to wake up and this would be what happened. Um, I'm like, oh my God, did I say and do weird shit at my own wedding? That's not what was planned, but I had a blast. I think it was just the aftermath of having a little too much fun that I was like, oh shit. And, but everybody assured me it was fine and it was a blast, but that's, I've seen that. I've seen it quite a few times. Have you like, how do, Mm -hmm. how do you, what would you say to people who are having a little bit of post-wedding regret and maybe ruminating on certain things that happened or didn't happen or anything like that? Oh my God. Let that shit go. Like your wedding happened. You had fun. Everybody had fun. I mean, if there truly was some horrible disaster, like you fell off the stage and like broke your leg or something like (laughs) that. I mean, I could see how you'd be like, uh, I probably, that makes me feel like I did something wrong. Uh, but I, I mean, ev- nobody got hurt. You, you, yes. you, you didn't scream and yell at, you know, someone, uh, you know, people had fun. I'm sure it's fine. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Um, I think a lot of people after the wedding have regret or like get a little depressed. Actually, I've had post-wedding depression, oh. like kind of like postpartum depression, um, just because like it's done, it's over. And that was so fun. Like people who really enjoyed the planning process and loved their wedding day so much get yeah. sad and are like, oh, like now, now what, you know what I mean? Like, I don't get to plan my big day. Um, so, but then there's the opposite, right? There's people who have social anxiety and are super like uncomfortable and uneasy going into the wedding day because they hate having attention on themselves. Yes. So, oh, that makes yeah. so much sense. I just remind me, we did actually a couple years back did like a wedding blues episode because my uh, co-host oh. Kelsey experienced that a little bit. And I feel like, um, yeah, mine, she had kind of some post-wedding blues and I had post-wedding anxiety. I'm like, geez. Yeah. <laughs> but um, now we are in the process of planning our honeymoon for next spring. So Yay. Still kind of continuing the excitement. That- That's a great idea. And I, and that's actually one of the ones I've thought of, uh, talked about before is like, don't do the honeymoon right away. Like, you know, plan it in advance, you know, out. And so that you have that to look forward to as well. Exactly. I can't imagine having done the honeymoon right after and then having like post-wedding anxiety during my honeymoon on top of like travel and all that. So yes. Um, I'm, I would love to know what has been like the most unique kind of wedding experience that you have witnessed or heard about, you know, in your profession. Unique wedding experience. Um, I mean, there's been people who have done weddings at like really strange places. Um, I did interview someone on my podcast. It's been years now, um, but they, they're a photographer a uh, couple, they're a couple and they actually just got married and had a baby. Um, but they film and shoot, uh, weddings that are, uh, adventurous weddings. Like oh. people go out to a, like a cliff, you know, just the two of them, the officiant and take photos, like people who are very outdoorsy or adventurous, or they go bungee jump, you know what I mean? Like, or this one that they did, it was crazy. It was like this huge, it was a cliff, but it was like a cavern and they had this net stretched from, from one cliff to the next. And oh. they went out onto the net and like, oh my God. you know, had to be buckled in for security and like got married, you know, they could have plunged to their deaths. I mean, yeah. it's, it was like, you look at the photo and you're like, ah! like it, oh it, it gives you gosh. like, you're, you're afraid of heights looking <laughs> at it. Um, but I think that's just like incredible, like amazing. Yeah. I would never do it. That's not me. <laughs> right. When I go on a vacation, I'm not trying to hike. Okay. I'm in yes, the city. Exactly. I'm shopping, going to eat, you know, but some people are adventurous. So wow. um, I've also heard, heard of nudist weddings, but that's just kind of like nudist no lifestyle, you know, oh my God. Um, what else have I heard of? I did a wedding 
this is years and years ago here in, or not, I'm sorry, I'm not in San Francisco right now, but I'm from, I'm from San Francisco Bay area. So I did, I do a lot of weddings, Napa, San Francisco, Silicon Valley, but I did a wedding many years ago of a very um, well-known San Francisco underground house DJ. And he, uh, he, I did his wedding one weekend and he was really cool. Cause my husband and I, we used to be like ravers like back <laughs> in the day. And we'd go to all these underground parties and we would listen to him play. So when I booked the wedding, I was like, Oh my God, like, this is so cool. Right. Yeah, and actually cool. coincidentally, my husband who does TV commercials, he's a creative director. He was working with Snoop Dogg that same weekend oh my on a God. commercial for Orbit Scum. <laughs> so I was kind of like, Oh, I love Snoop is my favorite. So I wish we would have like switched, but anyway, I was doing this DJ's wedding and the wedding went fine um it was beautiful in the bride's mom's uh home um in los altos hills it was beautiful and once the ceremony was over it was like full-on party time and these people there was a, a few really famous san francisco djs there and there was a lot of ecstasy going around <laughs> Um, apparently it was in the water bottles, like they were drinking it. Oh um, <laughs> so that got really weird and fun really fast. I did not partake. I was working. Um, sure. but also the weird thing that happened at that wedding was that <laughs> the freaking caterer, um, was like friends and the guy had started a catering business. And when we got on site, and the caterer had the setup in the garage because that's what you do when you do a home wedding. Like you set up the kitchen in the garage. You don't use the kitchen in the home ever. Like oh. you don't do that. When I got there, this caterer, like the owner, I was like, this guy is off. Like this guy is acting really weird. Well, the guy was doing a lot of Coke, oh. like a lot the of Coke. The caterer. Oh my God. And he and this other guy that was working with him in the kitchen ended up after dinner. Thank God dinner had ended. Service had ended. They, I get called out to the front of the house by my assistant because they were literally in the biggest fist fight you've ever seen. Just beating the shit out of each other. There was blood on the ground. I am not a tall person. Okay. Delaney, I am four foot 11. But my ass was in the middle of these men, like, like, stop. Luckily, this was the front of the house. All of the guests were in the back of the house, also very high themselves, but in a different way. And like, I was like, this is a circus. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. And like, the cops were called. The guy's tooth came out. Like, it was crazy. That wedding was nuts. It was fun, though. It was fun. <laughs> I was just going to say, is that probably the craziest thing that ever happened to you at a wedding or like that you've witnessed? Like One of the one of them kind of stuff. Yeah. One of them. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. I can say there was a uh, broken bones at my wedding because one of my good friends, he was just having a great time. I think dancing or whatever. And he fell and he broke his fall, like with his hand or it smacked against the wall, but he didn't know until the next morning it woke and he woke up and it was like, um, swollen is, and he went to the doctor. It's like, yeah, it's fractured, but he was fine the rest of the night. Nobody knew. <laughs> so there was a couple See? falls at my wedding, but it was because, you know, they were dancing. Oh yeah having a good time falls happen all the time <laughs> yeah. but Delaney you were not the drunkest person at your wedding you yes, see that's what he said I was like oh that made me feel better <laughs> do you have any other tips for I didn't even think about it but somebody having a wedding you know in in a home in their backyard something like oh, that my what god hot tips for those people I love home weddings as a wedding planner it's one of like my specialties nice. um 
it is like one of my, I mean, like for me, my fave, like, I think that having a wedding at a home is amazing because usually, usually it's a home, it's a home you grew up in or like a family member's house. The common mistake, very common mistake is that it's going to save you money because you're not paying for a venue, but it actually is quite the opposite because you have to bring everything in. Right. Right. You have to bring all the chairs, all the tables, all everything. in. you have to create a kitchen space for the caterer does um, in your garage. So they're going to be, be bringing in equipment and extra stuff. Um, you're going to have to bring in lighting. You're going to have to bring in um, you have to have a place for parking, which often is valet. Oh, um, I mean, it, it, it does not. It, it really does. Unless you're doing a real small wedding and it's really like you're not trying to do anything interesting even if it is a small wedding, it's still, it's can be quite expensive. Um, I'm looking on my, I'm looking on, you'll have to edit this part out. Okay. Here it is. So I lit, just recently did a podcast episode all about home weddings with David Tatera, who, if anybody knows, he's like a celebrity in wedding, in the wedding planning oh, world. Awesome. I used to watch him on TV and like lifetime TV back oh, when cool. I was like a teenager. And now he's like a regular on my podcast. So he's like, for me, like that's huge. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, but it's episode number 297, uh, number 297, all about home weddings with David Tatera. And we go over everything everything oh that's yeah. so great um fantastic are there any other tips that you would like to share that we didn't cover about the wedding planning process post-wedding planning anything like that that you would love to leave people with that you feel is important I think the the biggest message I always have for everybody is if you don't and I know you did this and I cannot wait to talk to you about it for my podcast. Yeah. Um, making the wedding super representative of the couple is, is the best thing you can do. If your wedding is something that's not you or cookie cutter, you are wasting a shit ton of money. Yeah. I mean, you just are. And the, the big thing that happens, especially now with social media is this comparison game and feeling like you're not doing the best thing or you're not being cool enough or if you're, or you're not on the latest trend, flipping through TikTok, wedding TikToks and Instagram and inspiration and trying so hard and spending your time and effort trying to be the coolest or do the coolest shit. Like yeah. just do you, like literally just do you. Um, another thing is I think, have talked about this before on the podcast, but we are all about inclusivity. And I think one of the biggest um, kind of issues in the wedding industry and what you're seeing on social media, and, and it's getting better now, it's getting better now, but no representation of cultures, of ethnicities, of colors, of size, of um, non-binary, like you know, I think that when you're looking for your wedding vendors, keep in mind if you're black, like find black wedding vendors or find those people who who look like you. Right. Um, if you are marrying someone that is the same sex as you or you're non-binary couple, like 
find vendors that are comfortable with that. And actually, if you look at their social media and they're not representing who you are, don't even call them. And you might even DM them and be like, hey, I really love your work, but I don't see me here. Like, I don't see my people. I don't see representation of my sister or whoever it is here. Like, do you work with people like me? If you really love their work, find that out first, because it's just not, it's just something that I'm super passionate about and is really, really annoying. And that's just like, it's wrong. Right. Um, and make sure you're taking your wedding planning breaks as needed. Love that. So good. go see a therapist. <laughs> Sorry, just great life tips in this episode. <laughs> big time. Well, Michelle, thank you so much. This was such a fun episode. Where can people find you, the podcast, your work, all that good stuff. Uh, uh, Instagram at the big wedding planning podcast. I'm on Facebook. Um, we've got a really beautiful community on Facebook, uh, for the big wedding planning podcast. So if you're getting married, those people are the shit. Like I love dropping into looking at people's posts on the Facebook community. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. The podcast is, has everything literally over 300 episodes. So a lot of info. Oh my gosh. What a great resource for people. Well, thank you so much. I can't wait thank to you. do your podcast right now. And it's, um, so, you know, have a, have a great rest of the day and I'll be seeing you in literally a minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See you soon. Okay, bye. bye. Uh, what a fun episode. Um, go ahead and check out the episode that I was on. Um, Michelle had me on the Big Wedding Planning Podcast to talk about all the stuff that happened at my wedding, talked about um, our big wedding, our elopement, like sentimental details, funny moments, things that went according to plan, things that did not go according to plan, all kinds of crazy stuff over there. It was really fun doing that episode. So be sure to check that out. And we also have an iTunes review of the episode. This is from GGFG101SC. It says, great chemistry, just found you ladies and immediately subscribe. Great chemistry and very funny. I look forward to each new episode. Thank you so much, Gigi. We are on, we're, that's my nickname for you now. We are basically BFFs at this point. Thank you so much for taking the time to leave that review. If you want to leave a review that might get read on the show, head on over to iTunes. Um, It's greatly appreciated. All right. Um, Before we get out of here, again, if you want to check out Efficionado, the Minimalist Business Podcast, it's completely free. It is a private podcast, so it's only available at DelaneyFisher.com. Would really love to have you over there. We have such a great community of unconventional entrepreneurs and service providers over there just doing really amazing things all over the world. And I'm just incredibly proud of kind of what it's turned into. So would love to have you over at DelaneyFisher.com. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Self-Helpless Podcast. You can find our Patreon community, merch, and our individual work at selfhelplesspodcast.com. We'd be thrilled if you shared this episode with a friend or feel free to post it on Instagram and tag at selfhelplesspodcast so we can repost you and say thank you. 